Apparently, if you bang on these mics, they make some extra noise. I didn't mean to do that. Good morning, everyone. My name's Trevor. I was hoping I had a master's in life. Do you know, before everything sort of happens in life, and pick whatever you want to happen in life, I thought I had all my Lego blocks in the right place. And then they just keep falling down, darn it. Like, life just seems to change, and you constantly have to pivot. We're talking about this with a group of friends just on Friday. It's like, yeah, everything was perfect until we got married, until we had kids, till you know, the business uh, went sideways. And it's just like, oh, oh, that's life. Oh, I just want to have my Lego box stay in the same structure. And it, it doesn't seem to be like that. You know, we welcome you guys all here today because we're really trying to get us better for life. That's why we call it the spiritual gym. I want us to work out so when our blocks get knocked down, we can build them up again the way you want to. And we just have to keep pivoting. It's just part of it. I want to say thank you for everyone who's contributed through this Lego latest Lego block collapse <laughs> as we try to rebuild and we're coming back into sort of a different structure than that looks like. And we just want to encourage you to keep contributing. And maybe if you haven't looked in a little while, I, I know I'm guilty of this, maybe just take a peek and say, hmm, does this feel right? Is this still the amount that friends should be getting? Is this an organization I believe in, I want to be a part of, and I want to support? And there's lots of easy ways to do that. We have a black box in the, bo in the back for donations. Wow, I'm, I really need to work on my alliteration this morning. Like, I'm really, things are moving off my tongue smooth. And there's easy, it's easy to do on the website as well. But it's just a neat thing is like, consider we come here to get a little bit better for the world out there. And man, other people are gonna to wanna to play with our Lego blocks too. So we have to also like get better at dealing with those other humans as we, we come back into it. And this is a great place to make that all happen. So have a great morning, everyone. Here's Jeff. Thanks, <laughs> thanks Trevor. Awesome. And good morning, everyone. Always great to see people feeling safe enough to come back in on a Sunday. And this crowd here, again, all those people that are out watching us from wherever they are, we're glad you can tune in as well. Uh, have you, uh, no, when was the last time, when was the last time you found yourself kind of looking at something you were doing? <laughs> it's like you found yourself kind of asking, what am I doing? Like, have you had many of those moments recently? You know, sometimes it's just little things, you know, you find yourself at midnight or one busted tired and there you are surfing the TV channels, listening to stuff that doesn't mean anything and you know you got to get up early in the morning and you're like, wait, what am I doing? <laughs> sometimes they're just, you know, I found myself spending a half an hour trying to craft a response to someone's tweet the other day. It's like, what the heck? He had me all riled up. I'm like, mm. Some of my biggest moments where I've caught myself going, what the heck, have come when I've looked into the eyes of my wife, Kathy, and I can spot disappointment or disconnection. Sometimes it's happened with my kids. I've had to back out of a commitment that I made to them. Or I just found myself just busted. I had no energy to really be there with them. And I can tell they're looking at me, kind of going, Dad? 
Jeff. Sometimes it's the eye roll. Sometimes they don't even have to say anything. I know deep down inside something's gotten a little away on me. And I never really say too much out loud, but boy, I tell you, down deep, I'm going, what the heck, Jeff? What are you doing? For me, often, late November, I've had a few of those, uh, and it took me years to see the pattern, but after a busy fall of saying yes to so many different things, throwing myself into a busy work calendar, and and let me be clear, good things. Career-wise, lots of meetings, lots of social events, pursuing some hot, just good stuff. But by the end of November, my tank's running low. And I find myself looking into the eyes of people I love. And I realize, uh uh-oh, the leftovers aren't enough for the people I love most. That's how it's felt for me sometimes. You know that feeling? You know, they're wake-up moments, aren't they? They can look different for everyone. For some, it happens when they realize that their friends have stopped calling. They go, wait a second. I haven't heard from Susan in... a month? For some, it happens when they realize the financial cost of their behavior. Like, it can happen all in some of the most random ways and places. For some, it occurs when they end up in the hospital or hunched over a toilet after a crazy night. And they're like, what am I doing? For some, it's just this gnawing feeling sometimes after having sat on their phone for hours and that soul-numbing experience. Just looking at what their energies have been pouring into and going, what am I doing? This morning I want to talk about the process of stewarding your energies wisely. I think, personally, that it's probably one of the most foundational skill sets needed for the spiritual journey. You get this. You get how to direct your energies in the right ways to the right things. And I'm telling you, it leads to an unbelievable life that is full of impact, full of impact. But you get this wrong And it is conversely true. Life can be painful. You know, every week I receive on my phone a report. I don't know, does anyone else do this? It tells me how I've spent, how much time I've spent on my phone every week. Anyone else? I get them, I don't know, they send me them, I think, Sunday mornings. I just got my latest one. This was last week's. It it shows you how much time you've spent total average per day. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. I could see some of the disgust in your eyes. And then it tells you all the apps that you've spent the most time on. Okay, quit looking. It's none of your business. I just want to give you a... (laughs) 
on average, I spent, well, last week I spent five and a half hours. Okay, turn that thing off. I don't want them staring at that thing. <laughs> five and a half hours. It happened to be down 25%. You notice that. That's where the judgment is coming. Oh, yeah, you want to show us the good number, Jeff? Show us the week before, yeah. Sometimes these reports horrify me. I get them, and I'm like, no way. How did I spend that much time on that thing? And on those apps? I often wonder... If there was a way for a tool to measure weekly where my energy, where my focus, where my horsepower is being spent on what things in my life, what I would think of that report. Have you thought about that? If there was a way of just having, just saying, oh, by the way, here's where you spent all your mental and emotional horsepower last week all your energy flowed into these areas sometimes and I'm learning this sometimes I would be horrified at the things that got all my attention or so much of it and the things that never got hardly any I know how I'd want the report to look that's another thing right Oh, sure, I I would want that thing to have, you know, obviously work would be a big chunk of that, but I'd want my family to show up there, the time I spend interacting with the people I love. I would want my health to be reflected, the things that I did to exercise my body and and, and, and some of the learning. I'd want there to be a recreational component of that where I'm having some fun and allowing some laughs and some good times. I'd want all that. I have a feeling, though, that that report would look Mm. Well, no, actually. I think it would reflect all those things. I think what I would be worried about is the proportion within those things that got divided up. The hierarchy. I think the proportions wouldn't be something I'd be proud of. Like, this is the thing. Like... I think most of our lives get spent on pretty good things. I would say that probably of most of you. Probably, if not all of you. You've divided up your times on things that matter to you. Based on your values. You've decided that certain things are important and you're spending your time according to those and your energy according to those things. But within the the top seven whatever your top seven is. How does it get spent? I think there lies the, the challenge. When we're choosing between a bunch of good things, which good things win? You know, golf has been a... <laughs> someone starts laughing. Uh, people that know me. Uh, golf has been an incredible soul recharger. It's been one of the good things in my life. I'm outside, I'm with often some good people, lots of good people, four and a half hours out on a golf course walking, we're getting like 17,000 steps in, depending on my game, that might be up to (laughs) 25,000. (laughs) 
We've laughed, we've told stories, we've consoled one another after some shots. But I walk off that course and I feel like I've been in the therapist's office all afternoon. I feel like a million bucks. Kathy knows that to be true. So as a result, I spend it, I set aside a chunk of resources every year that says, man, that's, that's for me. But last year at the end of golf season, I determined it was time to get serious about my game. Take it to another level. <laughs> I was going to drop my handicap this year, lowest it's been. Hired a coach, found one, started taking lessons, changed out some equipment, started studying video of my swing, figuring out what's problematic. Coach had lots of ideas in that regard. Began devoting more time to practice and just playing. Slowly, slowly, I've been watching the fruit of my labor starting to pay off. These moments where it's like, ah, this is exciting. I come home and it's like, you won't believe what just happened. She doesn't seem to share the excitement. Like, it's... It's like, Kathy, you wouldn't believe this shot. I mean, just, oh, my boys are like, whoa, really, Dad? What happened? Oh, man, let me tell you about it. You won't believe what I learned today in my lesson. It's become kind of subtly sneaking into every conversation around home. It's become excited, almost consuming in some ways. There have been moments, though, when it's become clear to me that this pursuit of a very good thing, a very spiritual thing, has maybe gotten a little away on me. Maybe not in crazy ways, but it's, it is amazing how my golf schedule gets, finds its way into the calendar before almost anything else. And the number of times that have happened this summer when Kathy's like, hey, I was thinking maybe we could head out or get together with these people Friday. Oh, yeah. I, I would have loved to, but that evening I'm getting together with some friends. She goes, I know what you're doing. The number of times when something pops up and down deep, something inside me says, you should do that. But I've made plans. I go, mm, I'll find a way around that. Well, 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 shoehorn that over here. Again, major life derailment? Nah. But it starts pushing out some other good things. You can see this happens sometimes when someone gets involved in a new relationship, becomes all-consuming, and all of a sudden everyone else just kind of fades into the peripheral. You know what I mean? Sometimes work takes on a new chapter, and it's like tunnel vision. Intoxication, we're on a roll. The boss needs me with this promotion. For some, it's partying. All of a sudden, restrictions drop. Man, I'm out of here. I am meeting up. We are going hard. We have waited months and months. 
and the calendar starts filling up. For some, it's just social media. You see, it can be anything, right? It can be anything, and these are not bad things. I'm not saying they're villains. They're good things. But all of a sudden, within the list of what you would consider your best things, good things, one good thing starts crowding out the other, starts cannibalizing the energy from the others. This is a subtle thing. Subtly, what is a good thing? Something you value begins to squeeze, push out the rest. It was interesting. Jesus came to the home of two sisters. I don't know what all was going on, but I think he was kind of holding a little home party where he was doing some teaching. Mary and Martha, it's their home. Martha's running around trying to serve drinks and get food ready and attend to the needs of the guests. But Mary, her sister, is just sitting there with everyone else, taking in the talk. Mary is pissed. She's angry. She pulls Jesus aside and says, can you not say something to her? Here I am doing everything. Here I am having to do all this stuff. It's interesting what Jesus says. He says, Martha, you're worried. You're upset about many things, many things. But few things are needed. Or indeed, maybe only one thing is needed. Mary's chosen what's best, what's better. I'm not taking that away from her. It's interesting. Jesus doesn't look at Martha and says, what's your problem? Stop doing what you're doing and you get down here and do what she's doing. It wasn't that. It's almost like Jesus saying, I think Mary has figured out what the most important thing is in this moment. I celebrate that. The ability in any given moment to be able to look at all the good things and know which is the best thing is an art form, isn't it? It's an art form. And throughout the day, maybe if you think about it, your best thing will shift a number of times. And the ability to be able to know, oh, okay, wait a second, I need to shift energies now. This, this only gets this much. I need to redirect it now. This is an art form. Recognizing the best things, the most important things in any given day or week, or kind of overarching best things, patterns over a month. Kind of bigger containers where you're going, no, I want my life to be about that so I gotta, I gotta keep directing energy in this direction. That ability to be able to sense the best things. Anyone can figure out their top ten. Tell me what your best thing is right now. That gets trickier. You know, years ago, and I've I've talked about this numerous times. Um, my dad and I, uh, we. So my parents divorced when I was quite young, and then I kind of re-engaged with my dad. I was probably around 18, and we became incredibly close. I've talked a lot over the years about times I've spent with them. I mean, we've, we've had m- 
amazing father-son experiences over my lifetime. But about 10 years ago, as my faith and my understanding of different things began to kind of morph and change, we didn't, there came a point where we weren't really seeing eye to eye as much. And it created some conflict. I've shared about that. And really what it's done is it's kind of created a barrier between us. You know, it's funny, over the last, you know, it is what it is. I just, in my mind, I just kept on telling myself, you know, it, it might never be the same again. That's fine. That's fine. No biggie. No, no problem. No problem. It's amazing how that just kind of gets into you, you know? Start thinking about him and, you know, with the pandemic and you hear about all these people that have been affected, they've been shut in, they're lonely, they don't have people coming around. A lot of the older population have really been shut down. And I, every time I would hear that, I'd think about dad. And I'd have this thing that was just saying, Jeff, you need to reach out more. You know, and I, in my head, I had all this justification. It's like, uh, you know, it's just not the same. And I don't know if that he would even really appreciate it. You know, like you do that stuff, right? You, you justify why my energy or your energy won't be spent in a certain direction. And yet something inside you is probably saying, nah, think twice. Over the last number of months, this nudge, this prompting has been just needling me. It's almost something inside me that's saying, Jeff, you will one day have a wake-up call. And you will wonder what the heck you are doing. You know, the problem is, is the lure of all these good things around and the busyness and everything. Man, as we're getting ready to go into the fall, as things are opening up, the distractions, the number of good things that are now reemerging in our lives are exponentially growing by the day. Have you noticed that? People reaching out and calling. People saying, hey, let's go. Come on, let's go do this. It's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, 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 yes. But down these deep down nudges that are saying, hey, it's becoming easier and easier for me to say, ah, you know what, yeah, uh, next week I'm going to get there. Next month we're going to make that happen. You know that feeling? Let me ask you something. What do your nudges and prompts feel like in your life? What are... what does it feel like when something inside you is kind of saying, hey, 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 over here? Have you ever thought about that? When your spidey senses start tingling and saying, oh, there's something important here for you. There's a better thing here. You probably just need to say no to that and yes to this. Hmm. How easy do you find it to shift your energies in those moments? How often do you find yourself saying, okay, sure, stop doing that, we're doing this thing. 
Or on the flip side, how often do you find yourself saying, uh, not right now. Sometimes in the process of saying not now or saying yes to a bunch of good things and not to the best things, habits form. This is the bad news. In the process of saying yes to certain kinds of things, tracks get laid down and ways of life, ways of being, ways of relating start forming around that stuff that make it harder to shift, harder to say no to certain things and yes to something else. Sometimes you don't really notice it until you try to put a limit on one of the good things. Have you ever noticed that? I've heard this sometimes. Some, some will say, you know, I have been going out a lot lately. Had a conversation with a guy this summer. He says, I, I've, yeah, I've been going out a lot. I said, you're meeting lots of people, whatever. He's like, yeah, I, but it, it, it might be a little too much right now. I, I didn't want to pry, but I was like going, oh, so why don't you just stop? He says, well, I, I told myself I'm only going to drink on the weekends. I said, well, good for you. He says, it's hard. I went, oh. He didn't know it was hard until he set that limit. Then he began realizing some tracks got laid down. They're hard to get off those tracks. Sometimes habits form and they make the shift hard. Dollar limits, you set aside a certain amount of money and say, okay, this is what I'm gonna spend on this stuff. And once it's done, it's done. But then the limit gets reached and what happens? You know what I mean? Some will say, I'm only going out with the boys one night a week. And that was three months ago, and it's been a train wreck ever since. Some, some will set time limits, saying, man, I'm only going to watch one hour of TV a night. I'm only going to be on the internet X number of hours <laughs> a night <laughs> or in a day. social media, whatever, whatever your limit is, people will do this and then all of a sudden the alarm goes off and they're going, what? That's an hour? That's ridiculous. Turn that thing off. <laughs> I got stuff to do here. Some won't notice the unhealthy relationship they have with some of these good things until, until the limits get put down. It's only then when it becomes apparent that this good thing has become a bit maybe toxic. What's weird is it falls within their values. They can say, this is one of my values. This, this means something to me. But it's cannibalizing other things that are meaningful as well. Another observation I've made is how when I continue to ignore and neglect the best thing in any given moment or season, when I neglect that thing that really needs attention, how it can lead to all kinds of background energy consumption. It's weird how that works. 
You know, there have been times when I've looked at my phone, shocked that the battery is almost dead. I'm like, what the heck? I just, I just charged that thing. And when I dig into it, all of a sudden I'm realizing, man, I've got 45 apps open up on this thing. My boys are like, Dad, what are you doing? I'm like, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't even realize. Like, You've got to close that up. Those things are burning energy. Sometimes some stuff in my life acts a lot like those opened apps. And they're stealing energy. Sometimes when I'm procrastinating doing that thing, in, the, in, my, in my head I'm going, you know what, I, I just don't have the energy right now to do that. You ever done this? I just need to relax. I just need to chill out right now. And I sit down and in my head, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking about it. Or I go to bed and all of a sudden I wake up in the cold sweat going, gosh, Jeff, you didn't get that done today. I can feel my heart racing. What's happening? My energy. My energy is being spent thinking about that thing. That's what my relationship with my dad has done over the last number of years and I haven't wanted to admit it. I get thinking about him. I drive by a, a golf course that we used to always golf at. It's summertime, we used to head out together, spend time together. Every time I think about these different places we've gone, it's just like, oh, just this jab. It's consuming energy. Sometimes unresolved conflict can do that. It's stealing energy in the background. And you're trying to spend your energy in the proper places, but these apps lie open in your life. Burning energy without even knowing it. Got any apps open? Got stuff you've been pushing off in the name of trying to conserve energy? Hmm. We avoid the best things sometimes, settling for good, and it just keeps sabotaging, short-circuiting, hijacking energy. You look down, your phone's dead again. You feel your energy's low. Feel yourself in that darker place. What's going on? You've got some apps lying open. Hmm. Last weekend, I decided to carve out some time. Go up and see my dad. Weird, you know, after all that's happened, it wasn't a big deal, right? Like it's maybe two or three days away, but it feels like a huge deal in my head. It's like, think of all the things I, I need to be doing this weekend. All the good things that I, I, I need to get done, the projects, all I start doing is rattling off in my head all these very insignificant things I could be doing. I'm driving up there thinking, I don't even know what this is. We get up there and first night was a bit awkward. I could tell he was happy to see me and I was happy to see him, but it was like, oh, there's all these elephants laying around, you know? Things that you're just like going, oh, I don't want to get into it about that or this. And so the conversation stayed really light. He's like, you want to go golfing? I'm like, you want to go golfing? He's like, yeah, let's go. We did a bunch of different stuff, and then Saturday night, we were barbecuing, and we had a conversation. 
was hard. He was honest. And I was honest. And it was amazing. Hey, we still don't see eye to eye on everything. But there was a reconnection that was so special. I was driving home Monday. This feeling you get when you know you've done the right thing, the best thing, it's hard to describe. But you're just like, yes, this was it. How could I have not thought this was this important? How could I have settled for all this shit in my life? All these good things. Keep pushing off the best thing. I've been walking around like a hundred pounds lighter this week. This is what the best things tend to do to you. They lighten. They open up the world. They let you sleep at night. They resurge this sense of purpose and energy. That's just my thing. That was my best thing in that moment. Now I have other best things that I, I got to pay attention to. And, and the best things aren't always the hardest things. For some, sometimes the best thing is you going out and getting a massage and treating yourself to something because you've, the best thing or the better things have been serving the needs of everyone else. And you, the best thing has been taking care of yourself and you haven't been doing that. For some people, you've been selfish. You've just given it and you need to turn that off. The best thing now is to give yourself to someone else. You see, it's different for everyone. And that's going to change by the hour sometimes. But don't be fooled. This thing, when you lock into the best thing, what it does when you start doing this more and more, this spiritual journey is all about being very cognizant of the nudges and the prompts. That inner guide that says, pay attention right here. Your kid needs you. Stop what you're doing. You've done enough. Go to bed. Turn off the internet. Get off Facebook. Whatever it is, whatever it is, the spiritual journey is about tuning into those things and learning to shift. And when you do, it's amazing. But it's tricky. It is tricky doing this. I know that it's easy in moments like this to say, yeah, of course. I'm going to walk out here and I'm going to do the best. I know. I know, what, I know you know what the best thing is, by the way. I'm just going to do it. But then you walk outside and all the good things come back. And they're all going, hey, 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 over here, over here. Sometimes it's friends. So come on, come on. Sometimes the, the ability to push out the temptations, steer toward that is so tough. You almost need a mantra. You need a prayer. You need some kind of reminder to kind of pull you back. 
this uh, author, Rob Bell, I love this guy. He, he tells the story of a friend he had growing up who was one of those guys that never, never shied away from saying what he really thought, you know? He was like fearless. He always had a way when someone was doing something ridiculous, something that annoyed him. He'd just look him in the eye and say, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> someone would barge into a conversation and start talking. He would just start talking right over them. What are you doing? What are you doing? They'd be like, um, uh, what are you doing? Someone would button line. He'd lean right over in his ear. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Rob Bell says, you know, it was a joke. It started off as a joke, but he says, all of a sudden, that thing just stuck in my head. And it actually, he says, it, over time, it became a mantra for him, where he would look at himself. He said, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing, Jarvis? You can do this. Sometimes when you're about to step into something, Maybe it is getting back on the tracks into that habitual way, that thing that always gets your energy that you know isn't the right thing. And in that moment, you can say, what are you doing? What are you doing? Just before you get into that, you can say, wait, 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 before I go there, what am I doing? I mean, you can maybe really down deep, something else is saying, come on, enroll in that class. Call the realtor. Reach out to that family member. What's, what's your thing? What's your best thing? Right in that moment, go volunteer. You've been saying you're going to get back involved in that cause. Instead, you're sitting here, what are you doing? What are you doing? I think we should have that question right above our monitor on our computer, hey? It should come up on my phone. What are you doing? Uh. Some of us are people pleasers. Some struggle with low self-esteem. Some have a very low view of the time, their time and their energies. They've just been brought up that way. Maybe in their own head they have a voice that says, your time, your energy isn't worth anything. There's no big deal. Very important that you think carefully about this. Sometimes people put pressure on you and you just cave. Come on, you're coming out, okay. Sometimes you have to invent some really ridiculous, kind of awesome thing to kind of hack the system, hack your head, hack the people in front of you. Here's something you can say to yourself. You can say this to others too. Hey, wait, wait, wait. No, I can't. I'm in training. I'm in training. So you tell them. I go, oh, really? Yeah, I'm training. What are you training for? Life. <laughs> you could say that. Say, I'm, I'm training for life. Oh, really? Or you can say, hey, hey, no, I can't, guys. I, 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 I got something really big coming up. I got a big event coming up. Training for the big event. Oh, really? What's, what's a big event? Now, I don't know what your thing is. You can make one up. But you can say, hey, I'm tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow's the big event. Yeah. I'm going to my friend Phil's house. That's what I'm training for. 
care what you say. Sometimes just saying I'm in training changes the focus, says, wait, 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 what am I doing? I hate the wake-up moments. I hate those moments when I catch myself just... Something tells me you do too. Something tells me as you're listening to me here this morning, you have an idea what's been stealing your resources, what's been stealing your energy. Probably down deep, you know that feeling, that ugly, regretful feeling. Sometimes it, it can become so regretful that the shame now starts filling in there. It's time, it's time to change that. It's time to become a strong steward of your energy. I know you know what your thing is, what your best things are, what your best thing might be right now. And I'm going to challenge you to do what you have to do to stay focused on that, to pay attention to the shifts you're willing or not willing to make this week. What are the things that keep keeping you from doing the best things? What good things are cannibalizing the best? Alessandra found a song this week um, that tied into this thing. And honestly, as I listened to it, I was like, I don't think we could have found a, I don't think she could have found a better, more appropriate song to end up the service with. So I'm going to ask them to play. I, 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 my prayer for you is simple this week. Keep your eye on the best thing. Keep asking yourself, what am I doing? What are you doing? Tell yourself, I'm in training. Your energy is valuable. Your energy will make a difference when it's spent on the right things. So whatever you're doing, whatever you're supposed to be doing, just be honor, honor it this week. You will thank me. Enjoy. Enjoy.